What's happening? How you doing? It's your man, Jay Kells, track star, sports correspondent, debate fuel correspondent for everything for America's team. You're my Dallas Cowboys. A lot of things going on with the Cowboys as usual. So let's get into it. Let's jump right into it. Um, hope you had a great, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you ate a lot and got full <laughs> like I did. But um, the game itself ah, was not that great. Got to give a shout out to the uh to the Vikings and the Lions. That was an amazing game. Love that game. But not so much with my Cowboys and Chargers. Cowboys lost 28-6 to to the Chargers. But the crazy thing about that game is, no matter how bad we played, we are still not out of the hunt for a wild card spot in the playoffs. We can still make the playoffs. We're going to need quite a bit of help. We're going to have to win out pretty much, of course. And we're going to need some losses by some more teams. Um... But we're still not out of it yet. That's the amazing part. As far as the play of our um, players, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, everybody's saying Dak doesn't look good. Um, our running back needs – our running game needs help because Zeke Elliott's gone. So everybody's saying that because of Zeke, you know, Zeke's that one player that we build our offense around. I can understand that because if you look at other teams, you look at the Green Bay, pa- Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers went down. Their season goes down. Aaron Rodgers went down, and they're on a losing streak. Um, the same has happened in the past with the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees goes down. The Saints offense goes down. But I blame the coaching staff for that and the schemes and the systems that they put in place based around one particular player. Um our team schemes based around run the ball, run it, pound it down their throat, and the type of back that we picked up Ezekiel Elliott everything is pretty much based around him and everything works around him so when he's running well boom our offense is clicking our offense is on all cylinders when he when our run game doesn't work well you know everything nothing else works because you can tell that by earlier in the season our uh, Denver Broncos game where we had they shut the run down and dared us to pass it and we couldn't do it and I feel that the coaching staff did did a poor job of developing Dak Prescott as an NFL quarterback. They, you know, they put a system in place to where uh, it's pretty much just run heavy and then work everything else off the play action pretty much. Um, That's where he's had a lot of his success. I don't blame him. I blame it's only his second season in the NFL. I blame the coaching staff and uh, all those, the organization, for not putting in a suitable uh, game plan in order to help him out. Uh, no adjustments were made in the past couple of games. We got uh, our, our tackle back, Tyron Smith. He came back. You know, that did help a little bit, but not not so much. You know, we, you know, I blame them. You look at teams like the Patriots. You know, the Patriots have a system in place to where no matter who the quarterback is, Tom Brady goes down, they keep clicking. They make their backup quarterback look like a star. He ended up getting a multi-million dollar deal with another team, and – he sucks because he's not in that system anymore. Uh, Denver Broncos did that somewhat a couple of years ago when they had Peyton Manning, and uh, you saw that happen. Same thing when that backup quarterback left, you know, the system. So I believe we need to reevaluate our coaching staff and reevaluate our system of play, and then and only then 
but we decided to get better. But instead of doing that and wanting to do that, they decided to make excuses. Um, we got injuries. We don't have Ezekiel Elliott. It's the NFL's fault for falsely accusing him. We have um, a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. You know, man, it is what it is. Step up, evaluate, you know, develop your players like um, – you know, everybody goes back to the Patriots like the Patriots do, develop the players. Um, but somewhat, if you think about it, that's kind of, kind of much, pretty much been the Dallas Cowboys' way for all these years. Back with Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, you know, Emmitt Smith, run Emmitt Smith, then let Aikman, you know, do what he does. Um, as much as a lot of people hate to admit it, Tony Romo, he wasn't that bad of a quarterback. You know, he had several different runners. You know, we had Marion Barber. We had Julius Jones. We had uh, several different runners, Darren McFadden. But he was an awesome quarterback. He still made the plays. He was able to make plays with his feet and all that type of thing. And um, and to keep the plays open and to keep it going. So I personally think, I personally think that... You know, if we change our system and we be realistic with ourselves as far as the coaching staff and change the system, then we could be successful. Another thing that uh, is going on in the news, the whole Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones thing, I had Carla wanting to know, you know, if it's possible that the NFL could vote Jerry Jones out. Listen, I'm going to put it to you like this. Jerry Jones is upset. He's pissed off because his one, okay, one of the best players, his best player on offense got suspended un. Um, because of the bargaining agreement that they signed, but he did nothing wrong as far as committed a crime, didn't get convicted. So he's like, okay, I'm going to come back at the NFL. We give him Goodell too much money, his extension, he's going to give him too much money. And because of that, because of that, he, uh, we need to reevaluate this thing. He's saying that the, the actual NFL has covered up some things from the owners that the owners don't know about. I believe he's right on that. I believe he knows some things that, you know, needs to be brought up and yeah they're saying that hey he's doing stuff detrimental to the nfl of course they got to come back at him but i feel that he does know some stuff he has as far as the nfl we are the the um the cowboys is the the top grossing organization in the nfl and one of the top three, two, if I'm not mistaken, in all of sports, over a billion dollars in earning. The Dallas Cowboys is worth over a billion dollars. So he knows some stuff. And I really think, you know, Roger Goodell, they, he's going to be getting paid too much money. So something needs to be done. Um, as far as owners getting together and vote him, vote him out, if they do, then I don't think the organization, I don't think the NFL will make as much money as they could with without Jerry Jones being the owner of the Cowboys. As a Cowboys fan, uh, I do feel it might be time for him to leave. It might be time for him to, you know, ride off into the sunset and, you know, let somebody else come in and let's get the organization run right. Let's get a different general manager. Let's get a different, you know, all that kind of stuff so that we can grow as an organization to be what we desire to be as far as winning championships and creating a new dynasty. You know, I think it's time for him to, to leave, but I don't I don't feel it's necessary or it's right for them to vote him off. Never been done before in the history of the NFL, uh, from what I can remember, and I don't think it's going to happen this time. I think it's all just talk, just smoke and mirrors. You know, he brings something else up to distract everybody from the Colin Kaepernick stuff and all that stuff that's going on. That's all I believe it is, you know, hey, 
Hey, this is going on over here. Hey, look at this hand over here. Don't forget about that hand. Look at this hand. Look at what's going on. I don't think anything's going to become of it. I think it's just another ploy, another plot to distract everybody from what's going on with Calvin Kaepernick. And I honestly really do believe that. Um, so, in saying that, we'll see what happens developing the story. Our next game is going to be Thursday night. Um, it's a Thursday night game. We pretty, we're against the Redskins, division rivals. We pretty much got to win out in order for her to have a chance to make the playoffs. So, if you have any questions, call in. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be here with you next week. I'm Jay Kells. Everything, Debate Fuel, Trackstar Sports, everything for your America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Until then, thanks so much. Oh, one more thing. Did I talk about, uh, yeah, I think I did talk about the whole Deion Sanders, uh, Tony Romo thing. Yeah, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Because that happened a couple of weeks ago. Deion Sanders and Tony Romo got into it. Talking about Deion not being able to tackle it. Deion talking about how many rings he got and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was interesting. I'm also loving the Super Bowl end zone celebrations this year as well. Um, didn't like the one that the Chargers did. But, yeah. Uh-huh. The end zone celebrations are amazing this year. So, again, thanks for tuning in. I'm Jay Kills. Till next time. Trackstar Sports Debate Fuel, we're out of here. What up? It's your boy Will Smith with Trackstar Sports. I'm your correspondent for your Kansas City football. Jeez. What's up, y'all? We got a, a game coming up tomorrow versus the Buffalo Bills. So let's talk about keys to the game for the Chiefs to get a W. First, let's focus on defense. Defensively, we need to stop the run and get off the field on third downs. And so uh, we do have Tom Bahali should be available tomorrow as well as Allen Bailey should be back in the lineup defensively for the Chiefs lineup in that 3-4 defensive scheme that they play. But um, we definitely need to stop the run and also discover our pass rush. We need to get our pass rush back. last few games we haven't really gotten much pressure on the quarterback let alone even got a sack and so what teams are doing since they don't have to uh, focus on um, the left side of their line if you're looking from the offense standpoint the left side where D Ford normally is and he's out again with um, his back injury there's not really any pressure coming from that side so they can focus in and uh, focus more on Justin Houston and double team him and kind of um, negate negate Justin Houston, so to speak, or just uh, basically nullify, nullify Justin Houston um, because we don't have any pass rush coming from that other side. So when we had D Ford, um, and though people may not feel like um, he's living up to his draft status of being a, uh, a number one pick or a first round pick, should I say, um, the field D Ford is almost around the bus area. But one thing I can say is he does have a motor. He does, um, pass rush pretty well or get to the quarterback so you still have to account for d4 you can't dismiss him he may not be as strong in the run game as justin Houston, but um he definitely brings a presence uh to make force the quarterback to kind of step up in the pocket or make him move off his spot so now that we don't have that teams are able to focus on justin Houston and kind of shut him down so we need to get a pass rush from the other side whether it's um, to no Passignon or Tamba Hali because Frank Zombo really is not a pass rusher. That's not his strength. Uh, I guess you could say the run is more to his abilities, but Frank Zombo's a 
average at best uh, outside linebacker. So hopefully Tom Bahali uh, can play some more snaps or to no passing on the young rookie we have in there. So defensively, that's what we need to do. We need to stop the run, limit the run game, and also get pressure on the quarterback. Let's discover our pass rush again. Um, though we do have, we'll see how that plays out with Darrell Revis now being in our secondary, if that improves um, the play and how long the quarterback has to hold on to the ball. So let everybody look out for that see what Darrell Revis does and how many snaps he actually gets and who else is going to start besides. We know Steven Nelson's going to be in there, but will it be Philip Gaines or Terrence Mitchell or Acker playing kind of that uh, the other slot when they have to put four DBs out there going with a, their nickel package, so to speak. So, that's it. Um, defensively, offensively, let's get back to the run game. Get back to giving Kareem Hunt the ball. That's what made us so successful. Running the ball, have a balanced attack. But the more opportunities that you give Kareem Hunt, sooner or later he's going to break one and go all the way, just like Jamal Charles used to do. He's not as fast as Jamal Charles, but he can break tackles. If he gets to that second level, the linebackers and safeties and DBs aren't really going to tackle um, Kareem Hunt as um, uh, as defensive lineman would, you know, they have all that that girth and everything, you know, the big, the big boys up front. So um, let's get back to running the ball. That's what made us successful. Um, get the ball to Kareem Hunt more. Don't overthink and complicate things. Let's simplify the offense. Let's take shots downfield, north and south. North and south, stop going east and west with the short bubble screens and the five-yard route, five routes. Let's get the ball downfield. And so I think that uh, the Chiefs can definitely be successful if they um, if they can execute the execute that. So let's do that. Let's stop the run offensively. Let's open up a little more. And special teams, you know, hopefully Tyreek Hill will get back out there. He doesn't. Hopefully he won't have that hit pointer. He'll be able to um, be back there and get those punts. Um, and so let's get good field position on special teams. So those are the keys to the game. I feel like the Chiefs can definitely get this W. They definitely need the W at home. Let's stay ahead in the AFC West because the Chargers are coming back. So that's my thoughts on the uh, game tomorrow versus the Bills. This is Will Smith with Trackstar Sports. I'm your correspondent for your Kansas City Football Chiefs. Give us a call in. Let us know your thoughts at Trackstar Sports and follow us on um, Facebook, Debate Fuel. All right, y'all. Hey, The Voice, this is Erickson from The Secondary. Really do appreciate your calling the other day. Want to go ahead and give my thoughts on the Raiders and the Broncos game and those new coordinators stepping in. When it comes down to the Raiders' defense, they just haven't been as stingy as we thought that they would be, uh, especially at the beginning of the season. They're the only re- secondary with no recorded interceptions this year. I think that's a really a big part of why Ken, and, Ken Norton Jr. couldn't keep his job over there in Oakland. Um, because you can't be this far into the season and not have any recorded picks. I mean, as a guy who loves defense and loves the secondary, it's kind of hard to watch. It's kind of hard to stat to watch. But that new offensive coordinator stepping in for passing Lynch, he's going to have to get the run game going early and often because that's going to open up downfield opportunities for your young quarterback and take a lot of pressure off of him. So if he's able to do that, I really do think that the Raiders are in trouble. But this Broncos offense hasn't been the offense that we've seen. Um, so we're just going to have to take a look and see what happens on Sunday. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports. Man, I am here in Louisiana. I'm with some family. We're about to talk some Saints. Y'all ready to do it? Let's do it. All right, so um, first question, man. So I'm a Saints fan. Everybody in the room is a Saints fan, right? Um, let me ask this question. Do you, it's, it's been an eight-game winning streak. 
right? It's been about an eight-game winning streak after the first two devastating losses, right? Mm-hmm. After this eight-game winning streak, are you now a believer in what this team can do? I am. I am. They, I, I, I really became a believer after the Detroit game. Okay, okay. That, that solidified it for me. Um, this next game, I think, is going to tell the rest of the NFL, bring them aboard. Because okay. I, I still don't believe they give us the respect that they have earned up to this point. Now, after the first two games, we, we, we saw, you know, it was, it was devastating. It was horrible, right? Mm-hmm. But then after that, it was a series of fortunate events. That led to what the Saints were doing. So I knew that Detroit game was the first time we went against a for real quarterback, right, with all his weapons, mm-hmm. and then you know, we was able to kind of see what the Saints could actually do, right? Yeah. But at the same time, we have to say they looked a little bit, you know, vulnerable after Marshawn Lattimore went out, right? Alex Okafor is gone, mm-hmm. right? What do you think this team can do on Sunday? Well, I think if they keep communicating like they've been doing, like this week six, I think the Chicago game it was. Keep communicating. They set the edge against Ty Gurley. Don't let him get loose. Contain him. We got a chance. Make them one-dimensional. We got a chance. Okay. Now, that's the Rams, right? That's the Rams. They got a young quarterback. Jared yeah. Goff, he's young. He's, he's been playing good. He's been playing well. But he's a young quarterback, and young quarterbacks can do fairly well against the Saints. Recent history shows that what they do. If they contain Ty Gurley, we got a shot. Okay. Well, then what you think we're going to do against the uh, Rams? It's, it's going to be all on how, what happened with Lattimore. Okay. Uh, if, if he's not able to come back, then they, they brought back Moore. Moore knows the system. I believe he'll be able to step in. He's our best chance of getting that secondary back to what it was or close to what it was. So with that in mind, you know, I think they have a, they, they still got the same pass they always have. Up front. We we have more depth up front. We can lose a person or two up front versus that secondary. You know, so it, it's it's gonna be one of them games where you're gonna have to, you know, really hold on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now I'm about to ask a hard question to a Saints fan. What are the weak points of this team? Where are the vulnerable spots? Where does it look like we can be had? And I and I'll start with whoever wants to start first. Well, I, I, just what we were just talking about the secondary. Okay. Right now with Lattimore out, that's that's become a weaker a weaker spot for us. Um, How long is Lattimore out for? We haven't we have no reports yet, right? We yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, we probably won't know nothing until that might be a game time yeah. decision type deal. Um, but to me, that's their vulnerable spot. I okay. say, I say, um, AJ Klein went out last game. Yeah, AJ yeah. Klein went out, so if he's healthy, you get him back. I mean, I say that's our only question mark. No, Matt Titano, he's, he's a solid linebacker, but start off with the AJ Klein to know. Yeah. Call, call him the signals we need him and us. So if he's okay, that's I say that's the only question mark we have. AJ Klein in that middle. That's the only question mark you think we have? Yeah, in that middle. We need AJ Klein in there. Okay. Yeah. All right, here's my last one, man. How do you feel about the emergence of Alvin Kamara and this running game, man? Because <laughs> it's been, it's been AK-41 and, and Mark Ingram, man. And how do you feel about the emergence of that? Did you see it coming? Hey, how about you said, there's some dogs out there. <laughs> there's some dogs out there. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. you know, in, in a phrase, what, what do you say? Um, most valuable rookie of the year. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> rookie of the year? Dude, between him and Lattimore, man, I mean, them, them guys are doing phenomenal. I mean. No his, love for Ryan Ramchick? Huh? No love for Ryan Ramchick? Nah. 
Brent Tech is doing awesome too. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's doing awesome too. Yeah. Impact wise, though, you see more of an impact with Kamara and, and Lattimore. Okay. You know, unfortunately, you know, the, the, yeah. the, guy, yeah. the guys yeah. in the trenches never, never get, get no love. You know, it's, it's but, same yeah. No. But it, it's, it's a tough decision with them. I think this injury to Lattimore, depending on how long he out, may be the, the, the difference. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, Kamari, man, he's he's just lights out. One, you know, one of the best young backs coming up now. Uh, his vision is just ridiculous. The balance he has, oh my goodness. Yeah, this, this guy is a real deal. Okay, okay. Oh, you know, I did not see this coming. You didn't see it coming? <laughs> no. I saw one preseason game when he knocked uh, what it was Atlanta's uh, safety yeah. out. I, that's, I mean, I didn't see this coming. I mean, this is. I'm glad it got Sterling Moore back, though. All right, yo, so look, the mic the mic went off, and then they went off. Yo, they start, <laughs> start giving me everything. Yo, so um, hold on. Now, you was talking about the puzzle, right? Yeah, There's a right. puzzle. Now, we saw A.J. Klein, right? A.J. Klein was down before. Right. But when Marshawn Lattimore went down, you said that's when the puzzle dropped. Yeah, so talk got, to us about this puzzle, man. Yeah, you got you got, you got got A.J. Klein went down. After he went down, we lost Vakawa. Uh, Vakawa. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. That was big. So now, yeah, well, 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 you got, now you, you lost Lattimore, and when you lost Lattimore, you saw the break, the breakdown starting to happen. Yeah. The miscommunications, the uh, 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 defensive backs out of position, that stuff started happening. You got to get some of them pieces back to bring that defense back to close to where it was to all the, you know, like you said, we just lost Okafor. That's another big piece you're losing. So the defense can't sustain them type of losses and continue that type of play. You know, they got to get them pieces back. And one thing I saw, I was disappointed in, is that P.J. Williams, I mean, also disappointed. He couldn't, he couldn't handle it one-on-one. You know, when you got a guy that can lock down one side of the field, that says a lot about the defense yeah. and what you can do. Yeah. So Sterling Moore is a good pickup. Um, David and P.J. Williams back in the slot. I don't know, but... I mean, I was disappointed Yo, when I saw him. Right? Now, they went out and got Sterling Moore. Yeah. Right? And I understand why. Because he knows the, the defense. But Darrell Revis was out there. Revis oh. was out there. And the Kansas City Chiefs picked him up. Now, they just got him. I know. I know it's a money thing. I know it's a money thing. But we're in a championship hunt. And if you remember, the last time we was in the championship hunt, one of our cornerbacks went down. They went out and signed Mac McKenzie when that happened. Champ Bailey. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that that no says shit. it all. No I remember that. If, if you, you, the, the, thing is, <laughs> the thing you got to remember, last year, Sterling Moore was one of them cornerbacks yeah. that stepped in when people went down. Mm-hmm. Him, uh, uh, PJ, Will- I'm no, um, B, BJ, BJ, no, BW B- Webb, B- Webb, yeah, Webb, and Crawley was back there, yeah, them and them guys that was first they year get players, it. yeah, and they were they were playing very well. They was they were yeah. making you make your rookie mistakes, you're a rookie, that's why they call them rookie mistakes, okay. Now you got these same guys this year, they got more experience now, uh. Moore was there. He was playing well. He was playing well. I don't understand why he was not on the team. In to the me, first place, right? Yeah, to me, he yeah. was better. he's better than Harris. Why him? I mean, Harris, not him. Here's why. Harris is, and, and here's why I think, so I don't know for sure, but right now, Harris is a special teams contributor. 
that's not Moore's deal. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And because he's a special teams contributor, that's why you'll put him somewhere by him. Yeah. But you saw, as soon as Marshawn Lattimore went down, and we bring in, um, you know, your boy, Devontae yeah. Harris, that's when the breakdown start happening. And, and I'm going to tell you, and uh, like I said before, I believe it's, it's a lot of communications don't have when Lattimore is out. Mm. P, PJ uh, Williams is a good defensive back. Okay. I don't and I, I like him, like, okay. like Barry. I'm disappointed because he should be able to come in and the communication breakdown he was having. It should not have had not because he him. has been there long mm-hmm. enough to to know the signals and I stuff like that. I consider him to be locked down. Actually, I consider him to be a little. PJ, I ain't, I ain't consider him to be he, locked he down, but I, I consider consistent. him solid. Yeah, I, I didn't see him get toasted. You know, I, I didn't see him get toasted nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. But this year, I mean, one game. Wow. I'm gonna say this. He, for once, I felt like um, they were going up against a relentless quarterback. Now they've went against some other quarterbacks who who have uh, give up in them. You feel what I'm saying? And there's some quarterbacks who just don't. And you saw this twice. So you see this in Matt Stafford, no give up in Matt Stafford. So you gotta play all four quarters no matter what the situation is. Kirk Cousins, you gotta play all four quarters. Cause they don't give up. Same way with Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a relentless quarterback. Even though they were down by two touchdowns with what, six minutes left in the game? Yeah. Right? He, Drew Brees just don't give up. So this was their first test, uh, well, second test, I guess, this year with a fully, no, first test, actually, with a fully healthy, relentless quarterback. And so that's why I saw, and we're missing a whole bunch of pieces. Right, and right. so Vernon Davis got Vernon Davis got a little loose. Vernon went off. That's and, and that's the Carroll. That, that was the Carroll too. Yeah, that's his yeah. Spot. yeah you know, that, that, that's that's two people you're missing there. Like I said, with, and, with that added loss of of uh, Lattimore, who's a lockdown corner. Now you don't have that lockdown corner there, so now you got to play with more zone. Okay. Which our defense, you know, we play mo- mostly man. So when you switch to that zone, it's easy for them receivers to find a little. All right. So yo. Same thing, man. Same thing. We can talk same thing then, most likely. Um, but, yo, so I just talked about this, right? There's one common denominator in all of these situations that go down. And I'm going to name him because we talked about him, right? But y'all tell me if I'm wrong when I say this. It's Devontae Harris. <laughs> so, first game of the year, Stephon Diggs went off. Oh, Who was he going off against? Devontae Harris. Right? Devontae Harris gets in this game. Josh Doxson goes off. Right? Now, Josh was going off against almost everybody who was covering him, right? But most of the stuff was happening. Ryan Grant was going off. Um, Crowder was going off. Most of these things happening because of Devontae Harris. Now, we try to fix that with bringing back Sterling Moore, right? But I think Devontae Harris is a bit of a liability. How y'all feel about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, some of us just, just looking in the backfield too long. Really? I think you just call looking in the backfield. Okay. Double moves, still, and then they get yeah, him. He's still making a rookie mistake. Yeah. He ain't a rookie. Well, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but Sterling Moore, he's more stout. I mean, you okay. can put, put him one-on-one, and he's been proven to, you know, he's made some plays last year when he's been in the league. You know, and Bate Harris, man, he just, he just, no things, you know, just looking at the backfield. That's, okay. that's been his problem. Last, last question, man. To wrap this up, at the beginning of this year, we were in a situation. We could have lost our quarterback and our head coach. And here's why. Because if this year we went horribly wrong, right? You knew the rumors. The rumors were Sean Payton was probably leaving, right? And Drew Brees on last year's contract. You think he would have stick around for another year with a bad team? I don't know. But now we're in a situation where the championship window is open again. Do you think within the next two years, the Saints close the window and actually get a championship? I do. Really? With, 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 with uh, the young talent we got now, they, these some young guys. They, you know, 
they just getting started and they playing like this. So the more experience they get, the closer we, if we don't get to that pie this year, we're going to be that much closer next year mm. because of the experience we have. We just need a little depth in places to, to back up where we don't drop off so far when we get a little injury or something like that. But you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. The only thing, only bad thing you can say uh, uh, that make you try to get rid of him is the paycheck. Mm. Other than that, who you going to – because you go out there and you get another quarterback. Man, my friend, man, my friend made the YouTube video. Oh, hold on. We're in the middle of the interview. Come on. Oh, yeah, Come on. Yeah, we talking. Come on. We talking fans. Who are you, you going to get? Who are you going to go out there and get that's going to get you that kind of production at the quarterback position? You got a Hall of Fame there already. You just you just got to find a way to make the, the, the numbers work. Now they wasted some of his years, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you could call them wasted, you know, but it, it's it's just a timing thing. Okay. You know? uh, it looks like that to me. The window closed. Yeah, it did. And, then and it, again. it looked like it, looked, it, it opened back up. Yep. You, you got people around him now. You got a line in front of him. Yep. And I think that was the major mistake Sean Payton made early when they signed him to that big contract, but they didn't uh, do anything Four with to the five. line. Yeah. yeah. You know, you kept receivers that you might have should have let go and kept your line in yeah. place to protect your investment that you just made versus keeping a, 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 a another target. We've seen Drew Brees make. All receivers look good. Amen. So, yeah. you know, just pulling the next one. So you think championship at think, some point in the next yeah, two or three years? This year, yeah. this year right. is our best shot. This year's our best this, shot? This year, I ain't going to say that. This year is our best shot. Look at championship. Look, look, I mean, only competition, come on, we're looking forward to the Eagles. I mean, think about it. The record, the way the record's gone, we, it's this Minnesota, Minnesota, they'll be in a the hunt. They'll be in it. But it looks like the playoffs will go through Philly. That's our only, that's our only... Mm-hmm. The roadblock we have right now is Philadelphia. Um, and we beat them in the playoffs before two years ago. Yeah, it's like you said earlier, Lynn, it's all a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And it looks like this year they got the defense corner that they needed, yeah. the pieces that they needed, and like, you're not asking Drew Brees to do, to do a lot. The running backs are taking over the game. Come on, the when, on, when, the when only last reason, time you saw this? The mm-hmm. only reason why I said this, this is not our, our last chance or whatever, because these people you were talking about Young. ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah that's true. Next year they're going to be here. And be better. Barring any injuries, next year they'll be here. I don't. You don't see the coach getting fired, right? Drew Brees turns thirty-nine in January, and he's still five thousand yard quarterback. I don't care how old you are. If you do, if you putting them numbers up, you putting the numbers up. The numbers don't lie. That's real. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. But this year looks like like, like I said, team rule in this year. The only thing, like only thing is the money. Diamante, quick. Saints going to the Super Bowl next two years? Of course. Okay. The Saints, the championship team already. I mean. You- all right, Yovante, you're just getting loose, bro. You're just getting loose. Here go the question. Do you think we have two years, right? So do you think? And then, Well, here's the thing. People believe we have at least two or three years, right? We got Drew Brees finally. He's in a situation where we have some young people around him, mm-hmm. right? We've got a window. Yeah. we got a window. Do you think they can get to the championship before this window closes? Of course. The Saints are having an outstanding um, season right now. You know, we got Mark Ingram okay. running the ball. You know, he's doing his thing. Uh, rookie, rookie running back, Alvin Kamara as a backup, doing good also. Uh, Drew Brees, he's he's always doing good. I mean, you can't can't say nothing bad about Drew Brees. He's an outstanding quarterback. He's throwing at least five thousand yards a season, mm-hmm. at least. You know, um, you know what quarterback? You think we got it? Yeah, we got it. Two years. How you feel about the defense, man? Because we just been talking about the defense. How you uh, feel about the defense? The defense, uh, it's, they stepped up from last from last season. They they really stepped up from last season. We got uh, another rookie cornerback, uh, um, Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore, he's doing good. You know, he's 
he just got injured, but maybe he'll come back. Maybe come back and do something good for the Saints again. You know, the defense, they stepped up from last season. They're looking good. Okay. All right. Yo, so I've been here with my family, man. You just caught it from the bayou, man. And we're giving all, all the perspective you can possibly handle right now as far as the Saints are concerned. Now, here's the thing. Are we believers, right? And I'm going to just go a quick around now. So far, you, you know my perspective. You know how I feel about the situation. You know I'm still on the fence. I'm close, but I'm not quite there. I want to see it against another team. I said this before the Buffalo game, and then I should have believed, but... That Washington game gave me pause, man. So I'm still like on the precipice, right? Um, but I'm almost there. So am I a believer? I'm so close. If we could beat the Rams, I'm a definite believer. Are you, Barry? Yes. All right. Who that's a back, baby? Who that's a back? Yeah. All right, you heard it here, man. Thank you so <laughs> much. This is Rick and with Trackstar Sports. We out. Peace. What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice. Happy Thanksgiving. I am your Trackstar Sports Denver Broncos correspondent, and I've got the mile high minute. So, former standout linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers won a championship with them back in the 90s. He was the defensive coordinator for the Oakland Raiders, and I say was because he's out and that makes the game against the Raiders so very interesting because you've got a brand new defensive coordinator scheming and game planning against a brand new offensive coordinator how do you go about planning for these games I mean now granted plays are plays are plays and things have been simplified on the Broncos end with the passing system that Bill Musgrave has put in. But, I mean, that just... Well, you just pick plays out the middle of the air. How, how do you do that? How do you game plan on both ends for this game? Because you really don't know what you're going to see. I mean, can they make some large-scale adjustments on either end right now being this far into the season no but could there be enough small adjustments to make a significant difference in how the game is executed absolutely so I mean I wish I was watching games right now because I really want to see how this one is going to turn out give me your thoughts on it call in and let me know how you think this is going to impact the game. Again, happy Thanksgiving from Trackstar Sports. It is your Denver Broncos correspondent, your man, The Voice, and I'm sounding off. Jay Kells is your man, The Voice. My question for you, sir, is this. I know there's been a lot of contention between the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, and the NFL and they've talked about possibly removing him from his franchise one how likely is that and two if they were to get that done what would be the process of going about having that done look forward to your response Shaman the voice sounding off hey Damo how you doing man this is Rick Sincere um, I'm here with my baby baby Say hi to the people. Say it. Hello, everyone. Hey, cool, cool, cool. Baby, let me ask you a question. 
Alright. Do, do you remember? Do you remember the Falcons last year? Yeah. Do you remember the whole thing about rising up and all that stuff? Yeah, I remember. Like it was yesterday. Alright. Did you enjoy that time? I must admit it was kind of magical, you know? What made it so magical for you? The song. <laughs> <laughs> the song and the slew of fans that were present and that came out. I had no idea most of my school were Falcons fans. Mm. Like, I didn't know that. And of course, when you're acquainted with people and they're like really taking part of, you know, the sport, it changes it for you. Like, you know, we always talk about how before you, this wasn't really something I ever thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like at work, you know, it was a big deal. Like a lot of people were truly upset when the Falcons didn't win. Like, to a point where it was quiet. It was like a hush. Mm. And I was like, wow, did I know this much passion <laughs> existed around the Falcons when it came to my school and all of my Falcon, all of my, you know, colleagues or whatever. But I took it for what it was. I was really sad for them. If their feelings were sincere at all, I was more so sad for them. Do you know how much my feelings would have been hurt if they would have won? I know. I would have been extremely sad. I know, but you... So, are you not happy for me that they did lose? Well, the way you did it, baby, it was terrible. What do you mean? Like, the way you reacted when they lost. I just jumped up and down and sung. Like, it was nothing... What was wrong with you? I just felt like it would have been magical to be a part of a city, to be in a city... And that type of win had happened. You know what would have been miserable for me? I wouldn't have (laughs) been able to even walk around the city. I wouldn't have been able to do anything. I couldn't go to school. Do you know how many people texted me while they were winning? Oh, baby, for your sake, I'm glad it didn't work out. How about that? No, you should have been happy for me in the moment. You got mad and then you went to sleep. uh, It was just too much. Because I just knew how many hearts were going to be broken. I would have been broken. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. Look, I you, don't know, baby. Maybe my loyalty should have. I just feel like you would be okay. No. I just feel like some Mm-mm. people were like, "I'm serious." Some people was talking. I was like, I was thinking like, "Yo, I, over bridges." Yeah, like not just that, <laughs> but like people were like trying to call off work, and you know when they do that, it's more work for me. I got to put together <laughs> this stuff. I got to figure out who's gonna teach what and what subs and all that stuff. Like, nah. They were depressed, man. People, some people did call off work, though. I'm not mistaken. People came. They weren't even smiling. Mm. They wouldn't even speak. I said, excuse me. Good morning. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know. Mm. Long night. <laughs> yeah. And then what's really bad, though, what's really bad is that, you know, my school, our uh, mascot or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is the Patriot. Yep. Yeah. So we're the I Patriots. Know. So we all had like, I think it was like, I'm trying to see when it was, because I think we all had like to wear like school paraphernalia the next day. (laughs) So we had like, it was like Patriots. And so of course in the morning I did, I don't know if I did dinner to someone else, but we often said, good morning, Patriot family. (laughs) And of course it wasn't talking about those Patriots, but of course every email, Patriots, good morning, Patriots. Patriots, Patriots. And so people were just really in a foul mood because they couldn't escape it. Yeah, I should have went to your school. Just show so much school spirit. It was, yeah. That would have been phenomenal. Um, Damo, yo. um, (laughs) Bro, I understand why you don't believe in these Falcons. I get it. Um, I I know, based on what happened last year, it seems like 
they're not a team to fully believe in. But I'm telling you, this team is for real. Um, they have a they have a pretty decent defense, but they're young and they're fast, man. And their linebackers are extremely fast, and now they're fully stocked in the secondary. So the the Falcons are somebody you could believe in. Um, their offense. I, well, I want to say this: once they get uh, Freeman back. Then the offense is gonna be potent again. Yeah, uh, Julio Jones is right where he needs to be, dude. This team, this team is legit. Like it's a legit team. I know you don't want to believe, and I understand that. But um, I'll say at the end of the day, I look for them to make some noise in the NFC. I really do. So, come on, thank you for um, sending your call in. Babe, you want to say bye? Yeah, bye everyone. Thank you, baby, for including me in this. Absolutely. I didn't expect it, but thank you. All right, bye, demo. Talk to you later. Bye. What's going on, Rick Sincere? It's your boy, Damo, calling in about your rising Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm not uh, quite yet a believer in the Falcons. Um, I know they're devastated from the Super Bowl loss. Who wouldn't be? Um, You're up 25 points against one of the greatest teams of all time, against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He comes back and uh, beats you in overtime. I know they're devastated from that, but um, I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll make an end of the season push and make some noise in the playoffs. I'm not really sure, but I'm not quite yet a believer yet. I I think I'd have to see a little little more from the Falcons, um, looking more like those Falcons who dominated last year. Mr. Kansas City Football Chiefs, Will Smith is your man, the voice, and I attribute the Chiefs' loss to the Giants to a common thread and that being an AFC West team playing them coming off the bye now when my beloved Broncos came in off the bye and played the Giants they lost and that began a losing streak for us now the Kansas City Chiefs coming in off a bye they play the hapless, helpless Giants. And what happens? They lose too. Will that start a streak for them? Hmm. Time will tell. Hey, this is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports. I'm signing in. Uh, I'm so incredibly excited about this week. Um, the week has been going extremely well. Um, so far, all the Trackstar Sports correspondents have been posting. You've been getting probably the most content you've ever received from the Trackstar Sports um, <laughs> um, station. However, hopefully you are enjoying it. Um, there is a big thing that's happening um, in the NFC right now. So I generally serve as the host of Debate Fuel along with um, DJ Jeremiah and also Derek Myers. Um, and as Trackstar Actually, a sports correspondent I serve generally as I'm um, talking about the NFL. And so in this case, I'm going to briefly talk about the awesomeness that's happening in the NFC for um, for right now. And so there's about four teams at the top of the NFC, um, and they are the Los Angeles Rams. And we've talked at length about the Los Angeles Rams and kind of what they bring to the table. Their offense right now is extremely potent, even though they just suffered a loss at the hands of one of the other top contenders, um, the Minnesota Vikings, led by a surprising quarterback quarterback in Case Keenum. Case Keenum has been, um, I don't I don't even know kind of how to describe him, but he has been phenomenal. Um, yes, he's had somebody right behind him, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is like right behind him, kind of pushing him um, at this point. Um, but for the most part, 
Case Keenan has risen to the challenge. He just beat his former teams in the Rams, um, his former team in the Rams just last week. And he looks like somebody who may be around for a little while. Uh, right now, the Vikings have um, somewhat of a great conundrum at quarterback. They have Teddy Bridgewater. They also have Sam Bradford and now Case Keenan. So um, it's a pretty good problem to have um, until it becomes, I guess, extremely problematic in the future. So we'll, we'll see. Um, can the Vikings actually make doors in the NFC? Absolutely, they can. And the reason they can is because they have a phenomenal defense and two versatile running backs. Um, also, Adam Thielen. I mean, who saw that coming? Nobody did, right? He's also an, he, he's an absolute beast and Stefan Diggs. Um, so they have something. The Vikings have something. And the Rams have something, too. And I talked at nauseam about what they have. And so they have something, right? Um, one of the surprising teams, well, actually, the crazy part is every team that's at the top of the NFC right now is a surprising team. Think about it. The Saints are a surprising team. And they're number three right now in the NFC. Nobody saw that coming because nobody saw this defense coming. Lie and say that you did because you did not. Nobody did. And so with the New Orleans Saints, the way they look right now, they look like they can be a legit threat um, to go to the NFC Championship game. Um, very possibly they can. So we have the Minnesota Vikings. We have a very strong um, Rams team. And we also have the surprising New Orleans Saints. Now, just above all three of those, right? People say the one team that they absolutely believe in, the one team that they believe in without a shadow of a doubt, the one team that they really, really can buy into are the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't want to say it. Nobody wants to say it really, right? Except for one of our um, TriStar Sports correspondent, Aaron Simpkins. He wouldn't mind saying it. But the Eagles are for real. They have a great quarterback. They have a great defense, um, very versatile um, offense. Um, and, I mean, you know, they're young. They're young and they're hungry and they look good. And, and, and they don't really have a lot of question marks. Some people are waiting for the, the sh second shoe to drop and they're waiting to see, um, you know, something with, Carson Wentz isn't real, but the Wentz wagon is full, and it's full for a reason, because Carson Wentz is the real deal. They finally got a running game with Jay Ajayi, um, coupled with LeGarrette Blunt. They're for real. They are for real. And so they look like the class of the NFC right now. So what you have is you have a four-team battle, right? It's going to be a battle royal um, for what will prove to be a very exciting race in the NFC. So um, that's my take on it. Um, I'm looking for, and actually, if I kind of had to pick somebody who would come out of the NFC, it would have to be... Oh, I want to go with my Saints really bad. I just I just don't believe. I, I don't believe as much as I need to believe. So um, I would say the team that probably will come out of the NFC East will most likely be the Philadelphia Eagles, as much as it pains me to say that. Um, but I'm hoping for different results. Um, either way, this has been Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to join us, you can on Debate Fuel at, in our Facebook group. We have a great Facebook group. Everybody's involved. All you have to do is sign in. I'll see you and I'll add you. Right? Right. Um, and if you want to contact me directly, you can at, at Born Sincere or you can just call into the station. We love getting calls and we love responding to them. All right. Y'all have a phenomenal day. This has been Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports signing off. As a fan of all things green and white and as a fan of the Eagles organization going all the way back to the Roger Cunningham Reggie White days? I sure hope so. But seeing as they have not found a way to get over the hump, I mean, only getting to what, two Super Bowls in their storied career?
makes things a, a bit difficult. If they are to do it, this will be the year. But will they do it? Time will tell. Trackstar Sports Universe, Aaron Simpkins here, your correspondent for the Philadelphia Eagles. I got one quick question for you. I'm not going to make this a long post, but I got a question because I want to hear your I want to hear your responses and hear hear from some of the the football people out there. Uh, at nine and one, the Eagles stand up stand atop the league right now. Uh, by far, I think look look like the best team overall. At, at offense, defense, special teams, everything. Uh, you know, quarterback position, one of the top three quarterbacks in the league right now playing uh running backs are solid receivers everything everything is good so my question is if if you're a football guy you know the eagles history and you know the eagles have never actually won a super bowl and they haven't won a championship since 1960 uh so my question is do you think do you think that the eagle well i guess it's a two-parter do you think the eagles will get to the Super Bowl this year? And if so, do you think this might actually be the year that the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Just a quick question. Call into the anchor station, Trackstar Sports. I wanna hear I wanna hear your thoughts and see what's see what the see what the non Eagle fan football guys are, are are thinking. I'm curious about that. Aaron Simpkins for Trackstar Sports, I'm out. What's good everybody? It's your Denver Broncos Corresponding for Trackstar Sports, the voice bringing you the Mile High Minute. Told you yesterday that it was rumored Paxton Lynch might get some playing time. And what happens today? Coach Joseph names him the starter for Sunday. And it makes all the sense in the world. You need to find out what he can do and whether or not this is the person that you're gonna move forward with or if the team just needs to move on. He's got six games to show what he can do. Let's see what happens. Now, coach has said that the reason that Mike McCoy was let go was because the offensive scheme was just too complicated, specifically the passing offensive scheme. However, as I was just reading through some different things today, I saw something on ESPN written by Jeff. Last name starts with the L. I won't even try to pronounce it. But he was speaking about how whenever the Broncos win, it's because of the run game. And that's been the part that's really frustrated me as a Broncos fan. I know this. I've heard Coach Joseph say this week after week after week. We have to get the run going. We have to get the run going. Our game is predicated on the run, which is why I didn't see a problem with Mike McCoy going because the Broncos were not running the ball. They kept trying to throw the ball. So I'm glad that they are making things a bit easier on the passing side. But the bottom line is run the ball. If they run the ball and they run the ball effectively, it'll open up the passing game and allow for points to be scored, for that lead to be attained so that the defense can hold it. That's the way this team is built. Offense gets a lead, defense holds the lead. But the defense can't hold the lead 
if the offense keeps fumbling the ball, throwing interceptions, and having all kinds of turnovers. Again, hopefully making things simpler. We'll cut down on those things. But the bottom line is, if the Broncos don't run the ball, it's a wasted effort. And we'll probably see the L's continue to stack up. Until tomorrow, it's your man, the voice with a mile high minute sounding off. What up, what up? It's your boy Will Smith with Trackstar Sports. I'm your correspondent for your Kansas City football Chiefs. Yo, breaking news, breaking news. The Kansas City Chiefs have signed Darrell Revis. Um, they've signed him. Yeah, we got, we got another cornerback and uh should be see how this oh man i can't even talk right i can't even talk right because i mean i'm excited and i know that he's older now he's not as fast and he's lost a step but i'm excited because we have been struggling at the right corner position and we needed somebody with whether it was cromarty or revis or just anybody else you know what i'm saying because what what we have right now just isn't working so hopefully that can improve the secondary a little bit and um yo yo um, I'll have more more information on this story a little later um, as we as more information comes in, like what that entails, like um, how much um, how much is the, the contract or, you know, is there, what, what, did we let go of somebody, you know, so I'll have more news later as the news comes in. But this is breaking news. The Kansas City Chiefs have signed Darrell Revis. All right, baby. Will Smith with Trackstar Sports, corresponding for your Kansas City football. Cheese. Follow us on Facebook at Debate Fuel, um, Twitter at Debate Fuel, which is Debate Fuel on, on Facebook. But yeah, give us a follow. Listen to us. Holla back. What's going on, Will? It's your boy Damo. Um, I think. Uh, the Chiefs are a product of too much success too fast uh, in the sense that uh, for the last uh, few years, they've in- increasingly gotten better each season. But I think this year, uh, they they went on that win streak. They were the only undefeated team. I mean, they were the best thing since sliced bread this year at one point. And I think that they just kind of plateaued and started riding that success rather than continuing to do what got them there. And uh, so I think maybe a loss or two to some teams that they shouldn't lose to actually might help them in the long run, especially the Giants. It was the Giants. But I think think that might actually help them in the long run going into the end of the season and into the playoffs. What up? It's your boy Will Smith with Trackstar Sports. I'm your correspondent for your Kansas City football. Chiefs! All right, y'all. Um, today I want to talk about defense, uh, specifically the right cornerback position, um, where we have struggled. Um, opposite of Marcus Peters, uh, we have struggled to fill that position and have um, adequate or even average play. Um, we've had Terrence Mitchell over there, Kenneth Acker, unfortunately Philip Gaines, and <sighs> Philip. Everybody gains yards on me, gains. Why is this brother still on the team? I do not understand why he is still even on this team. Like, his play has been horrible um, ever since returning from his injury. Um, he has not played well, and he's kind of been a liability on the defensive side of the ball. Um, if I was a quarterback, I would just, con- hey, was number three? 
yeah, we going there. <laughs> like I would go there every time because I know he's either going to um, uh, pass interference or he's just going to get burnt. We're going to burn him. So uh, I don't understand why Philip Gaines is still um, on the Chiefs team. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, there's nothing on the field that says like he's going to get better or he's improving, right? Um, and one thing that a defensive back needs is an, an attitude to play with attitude and to have a mentality of um, come over this way if you want to. I dare you. I hope the quarterback throws the ball my way because I'm going to make a play on the ball. And this is the attitude that Marcus Peters has. He has a very short-term memory, even if um, he a big play does happen on Marcus Peters. He, he like, psh, it's out the door. That's it. He's, he's going to the next play. And he comes back with that same mentality. Okay, try it again. I bet you I get you. And so many quarterbacks have been avoiding Marcus Peters' side because he's a ball hawk, man. He, he wants to make a play on the ball. He wants you to throw the ball his way because he, know, he knows that he can make a play. Now this, um, if you don't have that mentality, if you have lost your confidence as a defensive back, then it's game over. Like uh, a DB without confidence. And I'll tell you what, man. Um, I played defensive back in high school and college. You know, I had a partial scholarship, football scholarship to play defensive back. I had that mentality like, I come my way if you want to. I'm going to make play. I hope you come this way, throw the ball my way. Yeah. <laughs> and so I played with the attitude and the confidence. And the confidence that I knew I, anybody lined up across from me, I'm, I'm not even trying to let you get off the, the line. Like, I was a bump and run corner which you don't see a lot of that in the NFL these days. I, I can't stand when the guy does come up on the line in the NFL and is like in front of the receiver, supposed to play bump and run and doesn't get his hands on the receiver. Like you just give him a free release. That's the worst thing you can do is give a receiver free release off the line when you're playing man to man, like get your hands on them and disrupt the route. So, um, and I was playing, you know, at the age of 33, 34, I was playing flag football. I had an angle on the guy right and right by that's when i knew okay i can't play db anymore because i can't play up to the standard that i'm used to and i've lost a step but <laughs> so once you come to that realization it's like yo man it's it's, it's a it's a done deal and philip Gaines is a done deal he's a done deal they need to go ahead and, and give up on that project let him go you know he's no longer going to be um, and to your team, he is a liability on that field. Whoever he covers, he is going to be a liability. So my thoughts are Antonio Cromartie is out there on the market. He's a free agent. He's not signed with anybody. He already knows your defense. Trust me, and Cromartie cannot be any worse <laughs> than what Philip Gaines is on that other side. I think he could actually be helpful. Maybe the Chiefs need to switch to a more zone coverage than playing man because the personnel you have right now is not conducive to what you want to do right um the man coverage is not working so you, they may need to switch up and make a play a little more zone but philip Gaines has got to go i mean even Arnold schwarzenegger says get out of here why is he still playing like get them out of here get to the chopper no <laughs> get him out of here philip Gaines is horrible all right man Okay, so um, hit me back. You know, hit us back. Give us a call in. Trackstar Sports. This is Will Smith, your Chiefs correspondent. Um, follow us on, on Facebook, Debate Fuel. Twitter, at Debate Fuel. Love you guys. Have a good day. 
back at it again. It's your man, The Voice. Tristar Sports, Denver Broncos correspondent with a mile high mini. John Lynch, Steve Atwater, and Carl Mecklenburg are all members of the Broncos Ring of Honor. And they are also all semifinalists for the Hall of Fame this year. I feel like Lynch has the best chance of getting in because he was such a polarizing figure when he played. And also, he's doing things in the league currently as an executive. However, I must say that I'm biased and I want Steve Atwater in the Hall of Fame. Steve Atwater, like myself, is a St. Louis Metro native. He grew up in East St. Louis, Illinois, a place where I spent many of my formative years. He started playing football on a high school level at Altoff High School, which is just a stone's throw from where I lived when I lived in Belleville, Illinois. He transferred to Lutheran High School North, which is my alma mater, in North St. Louis, just actually a stone's throw from my church. Salute to Bethesda Temple Church. But anyway, he went there, graduated from there, just as I did about 10 years ahead of me. Hey, I can't fault him for that. But we have so many things in common. And when I became a Broncos fan, him being a member of the Broncos just solidified my love for the team. So again, I have my own selfish reasons for wanting to see him in. I don't disguise or deny that, but it doesn't stop the fact that I want to see Atwater, the smiling assassin, in the Hall of Fame. It's been rumored that Paxton Lynch may see action in the upcoming games. Might as well. The Broncos traded up to get him in the first round a couple years ago out of all the quarterbacks he's the only one who hasn't seen the field there are only six games left may as well roll the dice in order to have a successful team you've got to have a successful quarterback and right now we don't have him Trevor Simeon is not it. Brock Osweiler has a lower passer rating than Simeon does. Not the answer. Paxton Lynch may or may not be the answer. He has battled for the starting position for two years in a row. If he's coming in for a third year battling for the position, then he is not the quarterback of the future that the Broncos thought he was when they made the moves that they did to get him. Let's see if he is the quarterback of the future now, because if not, we'll need to know what steps we need to take to secure said quarterback in the upcoming offseason. Again, it's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports Denver Broncos correspondent with a mile-high minute, and I will see you with more Broncos Country News on tomorrow. Trackstar Sports Universe. What's up? It's Aaron Simpkins, your correspondent for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
So, <clears throat> you know what went down last week. The birds took out the boys. <laughs> just, just, just took them out. I, I don't know how else to explain it. 37-9. Man, it's like music. You hear that playing? It's like a it's like a just a really nice nice sound, you know? I'm I'm gonna sit back and just enjoy this. I'm just gonna enjoy it for a little bit. I'm gonna enjoy sitting on top of the NFL for a little while. And you know what? As an Eagles fan, I have every right to because it doesn't happen that often. And when it does happen, you know, I just want to enjoy it. But anyway, game started out pretty, pretty, pretty boring actually. Um, I had a couple friends over we were watching it, and, and it was getting getting near the end of the first half, and we were looking at each other, and we were like, <laughs> we we were like. Uh, so this is kind of actually a boring game, and I mean it had its it had its moments. It, you know, defense, uh, both defenses were shutting down the offenses, and uh, and so it, you know, in that in that sense, if you can appreciate a good defensive game, you know, it kind of was that uh, for the first half, and first half ends up Cowboys nine to seven, leading nine seven. Second half, Eagles score 30 unanswered points. 30 unanswered points. Dak, uh, we'll just say, didn't look good. <laughs> Did not have his best game. What do you have? Three interceptions and a fumble? Or was it two interceptions and a fumble? But either way, he just did not play good. And I know every Cowboys fan is going to be like, you know, well, Zeke was out. Zeke was out. I mean,. Alfred Morris had a couple moments. I mean, Alfred Morris is not a trash back. Uh, you know, he he's had his time in a league where he was he was pretty good, and the Eagles are just better. You know, uh, I, I saw I see this game even with Zeke. You know, the Eagles still probably win by you know 15, 20 points, and. It, it, they're just a better team. They just are. Uh, you know, they, both teams have injured players. Cowboys, uh, Cowboys, probably best defensive player, Sean Lee is out. Uh, but I mean, you know, second best and best linebacker on the Eagles is out, Jordan Hicks. You know, their best offensive lineman, Jason Peters, is out. You know, so uh, you can you can make excuses about injuries, but you know it is what it is. Uh, you know, and Elliott's out, but, um, I mean, you got to play with who you got, and the Eagles did a good job with that. Uh, Jason Peters' replacement, Big V, looked good, and, again, Jason Ajayi, Jay Ajayi, had a, had a monster run, 70-plus yarder, and, uh, unfortunately didn't score, got tackled around the 10, but, I mean, just busted loose, right found a nice hole and just just went and uh so i mean he's he's making making a huge impact on the team so far being on the team for only a couple weeks and um anyway birds look good um wentz is cruising uh 
never throws for much yards. I don't even think he hit 200. No, he didn't. He had um, um, 180 something, and but like three touchdowns. You know, no turnovers. And I mean, that's that's. He looks poised. He, he doesn't he doesn't buckle under pressure, and you know. So Eagles fans out there, enjoy this. Enjoy this because it doesn't happen often, and we know that. Uh, we always can enjoy a win over the, over the Cowboys. That that's just the cherry on top. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just keep let's keep it rolling, man. I mean, there, I don't know what else to say. Uh, birds on top of the league right now. Let's keep it that way. Aaron Simpkins, correspondent, Philadelphia Eagles, Trackstar Sports. I'm out. All right. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sushay with Trackstar Sports. How um, much were they? How much was what? How much were the white beats? The white beats? Two hundred dollars. Can you give me some blue ones? What? For what? The guns. They look even better, and I like them. And maybe they're pink. I want some pink ones or some blue ones. I'm going to talk about sports right now. Everything is Tiffany blue for me right now. I'm going to talk about sports right now. Okay. Can I get you to understand? Can you please put this in your mind? Tiffany blue is the color for me right now. I heard you. Everything Tiffany Blue. Okay, so the Saints are on an eight game winning streak. Yeah. Come closer. Okay. So the Saints are on an eight game winning streak. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm pretty happy for everybody. I'm pretty happy for all the fans and you know the players, you know, I'm definitely a Drew Brees fan, so I'm happy for everybody and that's affected by this, you know. Okay. You told me, remember you asked me at the beginning of the year when they were on a two-game losing streak, you was like, why are you still a fan? Right. Like, why isn't this over for you? Yeah, I remember asking. And remember that. I told you that there was some glimmer of hope, there was a possibility something might happen. Remember that? Yeah. <clears throat> and now you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. But I think there's also like, you know, like a loyalty in it for you and... There's also like a pride in your in your state, in your city, you know? So there's a lot more to it than just, oh, maybe they'll come back. You know, I get it. Let me ask you a question. If you grew up in a state with the NFL football team, would you feel differently about... Because it's not just you. Your father isn't really in the football that much. Neither one of your brothers are in the football that much. And you have two brothers, right? Two very athletic brothers, by the way. Who are not into football at all, right? They like don't mind playing it, but they're not really into it like that, right? You have a sister who's also not into football. Like your mom doesn't really care. Like you got the, the family who could care less about football, right? Um, you I think, think it's definitely. Has do you think it's be. because you grew up in a in a city or a town or in a state without a, a NFL team? I think so, and and I think too, like football kind of left like a bad taste in our mouths because of the whole. Um, I don't want to call it folklore, or rather the, the thought that the coach of the premier college football team, or they were racist. You so, talking about so, Alabama, so right? I, so I grew up, like, all that's all I heard. Like, whether or not it's true or not, that's what I subscribe to, because that's what my dad always said. That's what everybody always said, that they were racist. Like, the Alabama football team, which was the biggest football team, was kind of racist, so there was nobody to root for. You know, there was not really a team to, like, get on board with because it was, like, the one team that we probably could have, which a lot of people are, you know, are avid Alabama fans, just as much so as if it was an NFL team. Um, 
but because that's like a bad taste on our palates it's not something that we really root for but you guys still cheer for Alabama I mean it's just like one of those things we do because of you you know we know you're a football fan so we try to get at you by subscribing to something Ah. you know it's it's fun it's always fun so it's patronizing in an inclusive type way yeah probably okay Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you're like, I know you like this, so we'll play like we care about this. A little bit. Yeah. And then when you That's lose, we'll, we'll act like we're bragging about it. But this, none of this really Don't matters really to care. us. Wow. But it's all about Alabama's better than Louisiana, and I know Alabama's. Not right. Mm, you know, Alabama still got some deeply racist, deeply. I mean, Louisiana too. Louisiana too. I don't know so much about Louisiana. They're very racist. Whenever I come there, I always feel welcome. And you go down Bourbon Street, everybody's drinking. <laughs> I mean, you drunk know. people are less racist than non-drunk That's people. That's why I like Louisiana. <laughs> well, They're all about having a good time. They are. They're all about making you feel good. Yeah. And I love that. Whereas Alabama, you give two flips about you having a good time. Like, you in, you out. Like, you know, but yeah. I do like Louisiana about I like that about that place. Man, well I can't wait to go. Alright, well thank you, baby. I promise you it'll be it was gonna be short. So thank you so much for right. joining us. No, right? No, no. I appreciate it. Alright, yo, this is Rick Sincere with Track Star Sports, sharing my love with my love. Talk to you later. Bye. What's up? It's your boy Will Smith with Track Star Sports. I'm your correspondent for your Kansas City football Chiefs. I got to start off like this, man. The Giants. The Giants? We talking about the Giants. One in eight Giants. That's who we lose to? Off of a bye week? Are you serious? Hey, when I was watching the game, I was like, is this really happening? Like, are we about to lose to the Giants? And why is Travis Kelsey throwing a 60-yard pass? What kind of play calls is these? Like, all these expressions and emotions during the game. I'm not believing that we've only got six points. Like, we can't... What? I mean, the 49ers put up 31. The 49ers, the winless 49ers... Put up 31 on the Giants. How how do we how did we beat? I know how we did it, but I mean, we beat the Patriots, we beat the Eagles, the Texans when they had to shine. Watch it. Washington when Kirk Cousins was playing very good. I mean, the Giants. Oh my goodness, man. When I tell you, when I tell y'all, when I tell you, you and you, everybody who's listening, the disappointment. And, yo, check this. I'm so ready, so ready for Patrick Mahomes. It's like, I still love my Chiefs, and I am going to watch them play because I love my Chiefs so much. But I really, ah. I don't want to see Alex Smith take another snap at quarterback because you know what? He has reverted back to the old Alex Smith like he's scared to throw the ball downfield. I understand that there was some wind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was a little windy in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
But even prior to the Giants game, he has kind of reverted back to the way he's uh, the old Alex Smith. Like he's come back down to earth. And I think he's grown comfortable in, in knowing. I guess he's comfortable now. Like, okay, I'm good. The backup. They're not going to put uh, Patrick in uh, this year. I'm good. I don't have to, you know, worry about it anymore. So there's really not. It seems like he doesn't have that fire in him anymore about throwing downfield. He did make a couple of good runs to get a first down and kind of sell out. But the, the passing has become like the old chiefs and it's mediocrity i mean like if if we're comfortable with just going to the playoffs and and that's it then yeah you stay with alex smith and i'm I'm not saying that patrick mahomes is a guarantee to take us to the super bowl like he's going to ball out he's going to take us to the super bowl or even take us to playoff game and win playoff games i'm not saying that what i'm saying is we might as well move on if we're going to get the same old alex smith and mediocrity it's been too many years we've gone to the playoffs like Alex Smith is good enough to get you there to take you to the promise well I can't even say take you to the promised land because the Super Bowl is the promised land we haven't been there yet so but he's good enough to get you to the outskirts of the promised land with the trees and the outskirts and where the, uh, the fence may be but he's not gonna get you in the door to the promised land <laughs> Oh man, there's so much I want to say, and I know I have to record another segment because it just ain't enough time. Five minutes is not enough time for me to um, to expound upon the thoughts that I'm having regarding my Kansas City Chiefs, y'all. Whoo, man, can't believe it. I'm still dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm still dealing with the loss. It uh, seems like it's gonna be a long time till Sunday. We got Thanksgiving coming up, y'all. So we got some football games to watch prior to. You know what I'm saying? So, but <clears throat> let me know what y'all think, man. I think it's, 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 it might be about that time. Might be about that time to get Patrick Mahomes. All right, y'all. Um, this is Will Smith with Trackstar Sports. And I'll be back um, with another segment. But, man, the Giants, y'all. We talk about the Giants. Man. Will Smith Trackstar Sports. Follow us on uh, Facebook, Debate Fuel. Um, like our page, Debate Fuel on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, um, at uh, Debate Fuel. Yeah. Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is Rick Sincere with Trackstar Sports. I'm so thankful <clears throat> to be able to, to share with you today about um, a little bit about the NFL. Now, um, what I want to talk about today is um, the the Falcons, the resurgent Falcons. Um, and so the reason I'm talking about these Falcons are because at one point they seemed to be somewhat down and out and, and everybody kind of counted them out. And I said this about two weeks ago. I said the, the Falcons are in the just right place. They, they've gotten a chance to get a, a series of fortunate incidents um, that have kind of led to their resurgence, right? Um, they had a chance to play last night against the Seahawks and the Seattle Seahawks are a team without their biggest weapons on defense and and yesterday i must say this seattle seemed to be in a no win no way to win type of situation and russell wilson put the team on his back and and led them to what could have been a remarkable comeback um but blair walsh the, the the kicker was just short it's a game of inches and he was just short of bringing them to overtime um, but the Falcons are, um, in, in a way, 
right where they need to be. They're, they're not only in the playoff hunt, but if the playoffs started right now, they would be, I believe, the fifth or sixth seed in the NFC, and they would be going in um, to maybe going into the playoffs. Right, they'll be getting into the playoffs even after um, what some people say is a disappointing start for them. So, what do I see from these Falcons going forward? Now, the Falcons still have everything in, like, like some people like to say, in their catcher's mitt. Right, they have everything in their catcher's mitt, which means that they have a chance to play the Saints twice. Now, they are behind the Saints, right, in the records, um, but at the same time, they have a chance to play them twice, and they'll get a chance. Um, they actually have a few more games where they have a chance to kind of get back, um, you know, in, in great standings. Now, can they overtake the whole division? I don't know. The Saints actually have um, a few difficult games upcoming, right? They have to play the Rams um, this Saturday, this uh, Sunday, and that's going to be a big game. Now, um, I believe that game should have got flexed. It should have got flexed to the 7 o'clock um, night game, um, but... They will be that will be a huge game, but that'll be a good game for the Falcons as well because if the Rams can overtake the Saints, then they'll get a little bit closer um, to where they want to be. So these Falcons are um, are they still good? That, that's a, a good question to ask. Are they still noteworthy? Absolutely. They still have all the same weapons they have from before, and people will doubt Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman is their running back right now. After Devontae Freeman went down, Tevin Coleman is an absolute beast, and he has home run speed he has ridiculous speed and Ward showed last night Ward who's their third running back he showed last night that he has the chops as well to, to help this team even when Devontae Freeman is not there so can the Falcons do something here will they do anything and they sure can they sure can Steve Sarkeesian um he he's having a chance to kind of take over this offense I, I feel like Matt Ryan um, it, it's starting to, to gel. Now, Matt Ryan, for the first time in over, like, well over 50 games, he went without 200 yards passing last night. I think he ended off at 195 yards um, last night. Now, that's a, that's, um, that's okay when you win the game, right? If they would have lost that game, that would have been a, a big talking point. But they didn't lose that game. They won. And because they won, it's not a talking point. I'm pretty sure he'll trade in that record um, in order to, to win um, games. So, as I'm looking at this, I feel like, the Atlanta Falcons, um, they can make some noise, man. They are fully stocked, fully loaded, and this time they have their cornerbacks there, so they're not hurting a lot on defense at all. That's a young secondary, but they're growing up, right? Um, Deion, man, look, <laughs> look, they they have linebackers with speed. Deion Jones is a linebacker with speed, and their linebackers have incredible speed. Um, and so, and and I saw that last night. It was incredible. So, are the Falcons in a position where they can actually, um, where they can actually make some noise, or, or where they can actually disrupt this playoff picture? Absolutely, and you better watch out. And if you're a Saints fan, watch out for what's going on with the Falcons. If you're in the NFC, let me serve you notice: they have some fortunate games upcoming, man. I'm telling you, the Falcons, the Falcons, they can be a team um, to look out for. And everybody kind of, you know, threw their hands up in the air on them after that big Super Bowl loss. But um, I'm telling you right now, watch out for the Atlanta Falcons. I, I'm, I'm very short of saying rise up, but they may be on the rise. What's good, Mr. Sincere? It's your man, The Voice, with all the losses that the Saints have had. How can they stay in the hunt for the Super Bowl? And secondly, we know that the Saints is your team, but why is the Saints your team? Look forward to hearing your response. It's your man, The Voice, sounding off. 
made it so New Orleans could beat them. The Redskins, for those who don't know, were up 15 points with three plus minutes to go. Yeah. And Tony, a couple times they didn't go for it on fourth and one, so on the third and one, they couldn't make it. They had a crazy penalty on the drive in which it seemed they could win the game there at the end. They didn't tackle like I was going to the end zone, bobbing the ball, they gave them a two point conversion, and then a long kick in overtime. They made it so Drew Brees could just go out there and laugh at them and beat them, and they, yes, they did choke. People have been talking all year about the running game of the Saints. Well, they didn't have enough time for the run. No, yeah. So they gave the ball to Drew Brees. Drew Brees went 11 for 11 on those final two drives. So New Orleans beat the Redskins. Did the Redskins gag? Of course they gag. The saving grace in this particular... And, and by the way, if Jay Gruden doesn't get into next year, it'll be because of this game. Really? So the, I'm this saying, is the if one? He doesn't, well, yeah, this is a heartbreaking defeat. But the Redskins also have their last six games. There's not a single team in the last six at above 500. But they lost they their win. leading rusher and receiver for the year with a broken leg. Yeah, but they're playing They're playing the Giants twice. They're playing guard. Giants coming off a win. Is this team oh, off a win? Hello, Anchor. How you doing this week? This is Rickson Sid with Trackstar Sports, giving you one of the... Um, I mean, best updates that I've had a chance to give, man, as a fan of the New Orleans Saints, as you well know that I am, right? That's why every week as this week streak continue, win streak continues, I am talking about the New Orleans Saints because I love the Saints. I'm a Saints fan. Um, and so, and also, we're kicking off one of probably what's going to be one of the most active weeks of Trackstar Sports on Anchor because you better believe we want to win that $1,000, right? You just, just know that. Either way, um... So here, here we go. The New Orleans Saints win streak is at eight games after starting the season off 0-2. Um, this was one of their biggest tests, one of the most gruesome tests, and it reminds me of the year that they won the Super Bowl when Washington was one of the biggest tests for them. I don't know why the Washington Redskins present such a unique task for the New Orleans Saints. Um, if you remember, even in the Super Bowl year, it took a Robert Meacham um, big effort, right, and a huge comeback um, by the New Orleans Saints in order for them to win that game. That was on the road. The Washington Redskins have come into the New Orleans uh, Stadium and beat them multiple times in the last few years. And so getting over and they, they were somewhat on somewhat of a win streak. Um, in the Superdome. And so the New Orleans Saints, um, they have trouble dealing with Washington. Um, but this game was incredible. Here's how it started. So it starts off with um, a pick by DJ Swearinger. Um, he's a safety for the uh, Washington Redskins. He, I mean, you know, basically, it, it seemed to be one of those passes that was, um, that was just, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it 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 wasn't an errant pass. It was just it was just good coverage. Great coverage by a good safety. And so he picks off the pass. Um, and then they snowball with that momentum. Washington did whatever they wanted to against the Saints. Um, towards the um, after Marshawn Lattimore went out. So Marshawn Lattimore, who was our rookie cornerback, he went out of the game in the first quarter. Once he goes out of the game, the Washington Redskins did whatever they wanted to do in the passing game. It was very reminiscent of um, what the Saints looked like before this season. The Saints, and we'll talk about um, the stuff that they lost in this game. Even though they won, they lost a lot in this game. And so... Um, what Marshawn Lattimore, when he went out, then it seems like the floodgates were open. Uh, Jameson Crowder started to go off. Um, Vernon Davis was going off. Um, Josh Doxson had one of his best days as a pro. Um, Kirk Cousins was doing whatever he wanted to. And later on in the, in the game, it seemed like that there was nothing the Saints could do. It seemed like the win streak would stop here. And you just had to kind of get, you know, get used to that. Get, get into that. Um, because 
the bulk of what the New Orleans Saints were able to do um, offensively was through the run game. And so if it's through the run game, um, the passing game just didn't seem like it was there. And it seemed like um, the New Orleans Saints were, were going to have to um, just call this one in. But they forgot about Drew Brees and the magic of Brees. Brees is an incredible quarterback. Um, and, and let me tell you how I know. Because they were down, they were so down, and nobody thought that they could come back at all. I thought they put, I thought Kirk Cousins put the nail in the coffin when he threw a touchdown to Sprinkles. And after that, I mean, I was like, yo, this is a wrap. It's over. This game is now officially over. Um, and then the Saints start to march back. When they started marching back, you can see um, Drew Brees. It, I don't, it was like, yo, it was like he was waiting for a long time to say, hey, put the game on me again. Put it on me, and I'm going to show you I still have it. And he absolutely did. He started to connect with Kobe Fleener. Um, Kobe Fleener had a great game. and When they needed him the most, Kobe Fleener came up big for the New Orleans Saints. Um, and then they started to link back up with Elvin Kamara. Elvin Kamara, AK-41, has been incredible this season. And so the Saints um, found their way back in a thrilling overtime victory over the, um, over the Washington Redskins. But here's what the Saints lost in the process. Alex Okafor, who is their um, defensive end, who has been incredible for them this season, he is now gone for the season with a torn Achilles, right? Um, Marshawn Lattimore, who rode up his ankle, he should be back. So he wanted to get back in this game. He couldn't, but he wanted to. So it makes me feel like he'll be back soon. So no worries there. Um, Kenny Vaccaro, he should be back soon. Um, but what are they going to do at defensive end? That's always been the deal. What they did was they put in Trey Hendrickson. Um, and maybe he'll be he'll be good. Elkwadeen Muhammad is somebody who you should probably look out for. They're going to figure out what he can do um, and what he can add to this team. So long story short, man. The Saints on an eight-game winning streak. We'll see if they can make it nine.